Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online service. We've been talking about Moses' instruction to the nation of Israel, so that when they enter into the Promised Land, they will be able to live long in the Promised Land. They will continue to be successful and prosper and build that holy nation. And there are two things that they have to remember. The first thing is those miracles that God did because this next generation and the, the new gen, they have not seen those miracles that God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. So God wants them to remember the great things He has done to know Him so that they will love God, so that they will obey His commandments. That's the first thing that they have to remember. The second thing they have to remember is the discipline of God against Satan and Abiram. Okay, last week we looked at the, this particular incident. You know, Korah is the leader with Satan, Abram, on, and 250 of Israel's leaders, reputable men in, in, in their community, they come against Moses. And God was so angry, we know that Korah and that 250, they were burned to death when they offered the incense. But we realize Satan and Abraham, their judgment were more severe because all their ancestors, all their descendants were totally destroyed. Slurred by the, by the ground that opened, and all their property were all swallowed up into the ground. Korah's descendants eventually were restored and, and, and worshiped God, but not Satan and Abiram. What is the reason? What is the difference okay, between Korah? and the 250 compared with Dayton and Abram. Let's read it in the in number 16, verse 1 and 2. Korah, son of Ishar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and certain Reubenites, Dayton and Abram, sons of Eliab, and Ong, sons of Peleah, became insolent. They became insolent and rose up against Moses. With them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. So, it mentioned this, this leader, they were insolent and rose up against Moses. I look into the dictionary to get a fuller picture of the word insolent. It means showing a rude and arrogant lack of respect, insultingly contemptuous in speech or conduct, overbearing. So, yeah, it talks about Korah, but Particularly, Satan and Abram, 
Why? Because when Moses summoned them to come and see him, Korah obeyed. Korah, in a way, was deceived. He think that he can fight, and then he will be able to go to serve in the in the holy place. He was after the priesthood, but Dathan and Abram they are not priests. They are Reubenites. They want power. They want control. So when when the Moses and Aaron. Moses summoned them to come and see him at the instruction of God. They refused to come. They said, "We will not go out." And they were so rude, you know. Let's, let's. Uh, we we will we will look at this particular incident just a little bit later. But at this moment, let's let's understand further why God. Want us to remember this discipline on Abiram and Dayton? It's because this kind of rebellion, this kind of uh, 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 attack against uh, against. The servant of God against the leaders can happen to to all of us. Those who are closest to the leader can turn around and and attack the leader. We read about Aaron and Miriam, Moses' elder brothers and sister. They are so close, working with Moses throughout this journey out of Egypt, and yet because of Something that they are not happy about, little thing. You know, sometimes women can turn little things to be a big thing. Miriam, he really didn't like Moses' wife because they are of a different uh, culture, uh, skin, different skin type. Okay, so we read we read this in Numbers twelve, verse one and two. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only to Moses? They asked. Hasn't He also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. You see, they were talking, maybe, in a secret, among the two of them. Grumbling, murmuring against uh, Moses, but the Bible say the Lord heard this. Sometimes we speak against leaders in our home, in the family. We think that wow, this is just a private discussion, but I want to tell you, God hears. God heard what Miriam and uh, Aaron were talking about. Just a personal dislike, but they turn it into an issue and begin to attack Moses. How does God take it? In verse eight, God spoke to this too. Called them up, spoke to this too. 
He said, with Moses, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Why? When you speak against my servant, my leader, don't think that, don't look at him in the natural. He's your brother, younger brother. Don't look at him in the natural. He's my servant. He's the leader. When you speak against him, you're not afraid. You think nothing will happen? You think you can simply talk? After God finished speaking, look at verse 9. The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. You see, God was very angry. Burned. Not just angry. Very angry. Burned against them. What happened? Immediately, Miriam had leprosy. So you know, Miriam is the one who started this. And Aaron called Moses and Moses pleaded for for Miriam. And what did God say in verse 14? The Lord replied to Moses, if her father had spit in in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days, confined her outside the camp for seven days? After that, she can be brought back. You see, God used the term father is discipline. God said, if the father disciplined the child, God is disciplined. Million. Remember the discipline of God against Dayton and Abram. Discipline. So, when God, when the father discipline, it's painful. It could be shameful. It could even cost you your life. Miriam could die a slow death of leprosy because it's incurable. Right, so, and the way that God described it, you know, that is very rough kind of description. If the father spit on her, on her face. If you do this to someone, spit on their face. It, 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 it shows you you're utterly disgusted with the person. You're so... Well, I don't know. How, I don't know. I think you know what I mean. Spit on the face. That's how angry God is. That's how God is disgusted with people who speak against the servant of God, who speak against the leader whom God has appointed to rule over them. So come back to Dayton and Abram. Abram. So when Moses summoned them, they said, we will not go. We will not come. Why? Look at verse 13 of number 16. Isn't it enough 
that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness. And now you also want to lord it over us. So when they say they don't come, what, they, what are they saying is, remember, rebellious people are always, they talk spiritual, they talk very spiritual. They say, we don't listen to you. Who are you? You know, we only listen to God. But who do you think you are? You ask us to come. You see, so they, they, they show insolent. They were rude. They were disrespectful. Arrogant. Insultingly contemptuous. That's how they treated the servant of God. How they treated Moses. They say, you know, is it not enough you brought us out from the land of flowing with milk and honey? People who are rebellious, they will picture the leader to be wicked, the leader to be so bad. And it's not true. They were in Egypt crying out to God because of the suffering, because of being slave in Egypt. And God heard their cry. That's why he sent Moses to rescue them. Now they turn around and describe Egypt as a land flowing with milk and honey. This is insulting. This is, well, that's what they did. And you can imagine God is so angry. Moses is so angry. And then they accused Moses, you brought us up to kill us in the wilderness. You have such evil intent. And you are so selfish. You are doing all this for yourself. Look, now you want to lord it over us. You, you think you are king. You want to rule over us. We are not going to be under you. We are not coming. You see, the insolent against God's leader. And then the next verse. Moreover, you haven't brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey and given us an inheritance of field and vineyard. Well, they frame the leader. The expectation of the leader is totally unjustified, you know, unfair. Yes, at this time, they have not entered into the promised land. But the problem was not caused by Moses. They didn't want, it to go, didn't want to go into the promised land because there are giants there. God wanted them to, to go in. Moses asked them to go in. But now they have not inherited the, 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 the land with milk and honey. Now they blame Moses. You haven't done it. You promised and you didn't keep a promise. You didn't do it. Why should we listen to you? Why should we follow you? Do you want to treat this man like slaves? No, we will not come. You see, so now they accuse Moses. And attack Moses in this way. Because they want to control the people. They want to lord it over the people. And, and this kind of attack against leaders... Rebellions against leaders brought about severe judgment upon themselves. And God 
treat it as contempt against God. Not Moses. Contempt against God because they totally disrespect, dishonor the servant of God whom God has appointed. Look at verse 30 of number 16. But if the Lord, Moses is saying, but if the Lord brings about something totally new and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them, with everything that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the realm of the dead. That means they go to hell. They go to the grave, uh, uh, Hades. Then you will know that these men have treated the law with contempt. When they are so disrespectful towards the servant of God, they are so disrespectful towards the God who appointed them. Show contempt. Totally disregard God, who God is. Show contempt against God. Verse 31. As soon as Moses finished saying all this, the ground under them split apart, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them and their household and all those associated with Korah together with their possession. They went down alive into the realm of the dead, with everything they own, the earth closed over them and they perished and were gone from the community. So we know Korah was burned to death. But here, Dayton and Abram, Ab- Abiram, and all, his, all their household, all their family members, everything they possessed, they, were, they go down to the grave. They, well, in other words, the Chinese version put it very well. They, they, they fall into hell. That's what it says. They, they went in hell. So God wants us to remember. Remember his discipline against Ab, Dayton and Abiram. Remember. Why? Because these kind of things will happen. And God doesn't want it to happen. He wants to preserve our life. You see, I believe why Korah's discipline was not as severe as these two is because they are so insolent against the leaders of God. And the time, the last time, the previous time, that God was so angry that he wanted to destroy the whole nation is during the time when they worship that golden calf. That's when God said, I'm going to destroy them all, Moses, and I'll raise you up as a strong nation. Now again. So can you see? This is as severe, and if not more severe, than worship turning, turning against God and worshiping idols. God wants to destroy them. And... Uh, if not for Moses' plea, the whole nation would have died, would have been swallowed up. Why? Because God sees them as the same. The spirit is the same. Even though at this time, is this group who rise up against God's leader. Look at uh, Numbers 16, verse 20. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, separate yourselves from this assembly, so I can put an end to them at once. But Moses and Aaron fell face down and cried out, 
O God, the God who gives breath to all living things, will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? So if not for Moses and Aaron's plea, the whole nation would have been destroyed. But God told them, verse 23, the Lord said to Moses, say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korah, Dayton, and Abram. Abiram. So move away. Separate yourself from them. From people who are rebellious. From people who attack God's appointed leaders. Separate yourself from them. Or else you will be, be judged just like them. So God wants us to move away. If you are hearing people who murmur against leaders, you better move away. Move away. Don't entertain. Don't be part of the group gang. And uh, don't be superhero, thinking that, oh, you, you want, well, this is not right. You know, we, you are fighting for injustice. That's not your business. You do not know the truth. You know, when even God, so-called godly people like Aaron and Miriam also fall into that snare. Because of little things. Because of their personal dislike of Moses' wife, can do the same thing. So just watch how. You know, we, we, we don't want to fall into that, that trap. So the consequence of associating with people who are rebellious, look at the next day, what happened. Remember these 250 plus, well, nearly 300 people were, were, were killed either swallowed by the earth or burned by fire. The next day, verse 41, the next day the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people. Remember, the rebellious are always sound spiritual. You have killed the Lord's people. Wow. 42, but when the assembly gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron and turned towards the tent, of meeting, suddenly the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron went to the front of the tent of meeting and the Lord said to Moses, get away from this assembly so I can put an end to them at once. Isn't it amazing? Within two days, God threatened to, not threaten, God really mean it without, if not for Moses and Aaron. God wants to destroy the whole assembly. Two times within two days. You can see how angry God is. But when, when this thing happened, immediately judgment came, discipline came. You know, so Moses knew trouble come. And immediately in verse 46, Then Moses said to Aaron, Take your censer and put incense in it, along with burning coals from the altar, and hurry to the assembly to make atonement for them. Wrath has come out from the Lord. The plague has, has started. So Aaron did as Moses said and ran into the midst of the assembly. The plague had already started among the people, but Aaron offered the incense and made atonement for them. Verse 48, he stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. Can you imagine? 
the plague was coming. Those as he come, everybody dropped dead. And Aaron quickly with his incense and make atonement stand between the living, uh, the, the dead and the living to stop that plague from continuing to, to, to bring destruction. Aaron stood between the living and the dead. You know, the people who can help you, the people who can save you are those whom you are attacking, whom you are coming against. Verse 49, but 14,700 uh, 14, people died. 14,700 people died from the plague, in addition to those who had died because of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tent of meeting, for the plague has stopped. You know, previously it was just about 150 plus, that two families, about 300 people died. But these people thinking that they are heroes, you know, and they come against Moses and accusing Moses for killing the Lord's people. So don't try to be smart. Don't try to be a hero when you don't know what's going on. Keep yourself away from these people. You know the spirit is not right. You may not understand what's going on. Never mind, it's not your business. Unless it's your business. If it's not your business, don't. Just walk away. Just move away. Don't get involved. Can you imagine? They got involved. They are so shit with rebellious people. 14,700 people. Almost 50 times the original number of people killed. 50 times. So God said, remember. Remember the, re the, 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 uh, the discipline of Dayton and Abram. God wants us to remember this so that we will not sin, so that we will not repeat the same thing and suffer. And just because today we don't see this kind of immediate judgment, I hope you say, no, what happened? Nothing happened. I hope you take the word of God seriously. God remember, God hears the murmur, the complaint, uh, the insolent, the contempt against him when we come against his leader. The next day, uh, uh, the next thing after this, God told Moses in the number 17, verse 2, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staffs from them and one from the leaders of each of their ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff on the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name. For, for there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in a tent of meeting in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law, where I meet with you. The staff belongs to the, belonging to the man I choose will sprout, and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So God wanted to put a stop of, of this constant grumbling against his leader. 
God said, you know, they are against you. This constant grumbling, I want to put a full stop to it. And that's why he exercised, executed that discipline. And so we must remember, God doesn't want this to continue. He wants to stop to those murmuring, complaining, and, and criticizing and, and show contempt against his leader. And then the next day, what happened to the rod? Verse 8. The next day, Moses entered the tent and saw that Aaron's staff, which represented the tribe of Levite, had not only sprouted, but has budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. Then Moses brought out all the stuffs from the Lord's presence to all the Israel. They took, they looked at them, and each of the leaders took his own stuff. The Lord said to Moses, Put back Aaron's stuff in front of the Ark of the Covenant to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. So you see, God sees these people as rebellious people. Rebelling against the leader, rebelling against God. And God says, you know, he wants to put an end to this constant grumbling against him, against God. So when you are grumbling against the leader, you are grumbling not just against the leader, but also against God who has appointed him to do his work. He's God's sovereign. And you just be careful about it because God wants to stop this. He said, so that they would not die. If we continue to do this, well, you may not die immediately, but I can be sure, if I understand the scripture correctly, Judgment will come upon you. Sooner or later, it will come. That's why God said, remember. Remember the discipline of Dayton and Abram. Abiram. How the earth opened up and swallowed them. Remember. So that you will not die. So that you will not sin. We're going to pray. And I hope we will know how to conduct ourselves, how to relate to our leaders, and how we honor God and honor God's servant. Because that is the same as honoring God. And do not be arrogant. Be not be presumptuous. Do not be rude. Think that you know everything. Let's obey the word of God, especially the next gen. The next gen, the next gen after that. You remember what God has done. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words, teaching us how to live long in a promised land. And we want to honor your servant. We want to honor your leaders who are sent by you, appointed by you to serve the community. Lord, we want to be of one heart and one mind with them so that we can build that holy nation, so that we can live long in that land to bring glory and honor to your name. Lord, speak to us, touch our hearts. Cleanse your church of such murmur and complaint. Put a stop to it so that your name will be honored and feared and glorified. We thank you, we bless you in Jesus' name.
Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.